All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me, as always, is Craig. And before we get into um, all the football talk, we will go ahead and we will mention that we have an announcement. So... What our announcement is, we have new equipment, and the old way of doing things, and Craig Craig appreciates this, we've just tested it a little bit here before we did this, so this could be really awesome, or this could be a catastrophe. (laughs) Yeah. So, what we've got is, normally when when I do the editing with this, I have to put all the sounds in afterwards, just the way that the equipment is, Um, it... Uh, it was a very time-consuming way, but that's just the the way that went. And so now the equipment that we have, we can do everything live, and so there should be no editing process. But now I have this soundboard in front of me that looks rather intimidating, so hopefully I don't lose myself in all of this. Yeah, so everything that our fans are hearing and everybody's listening can hear, we can finally hear it because before we couldn't, so... That's pretty cool, man. Actually, yeah. digging it. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm really loving it too. Yeah. So the way we were doing it before was basically we're like, oh, hey, we should use this kind of a sound, and we would say it actually during our recording. So I would have to go through, listen to the whole episode, find those places where we would say, oh, we should use this soundbite, cut that out where we would say that, and then actually drop that sound in underneath. Yeah. So this will save Mr. Caleb here a lot of time. Yes. And that means then I can possibly use a swear word and him not edit it out. How about that? Yeah, that's that's the only tricky part. I don't have that um that feature in here and everything. And actually, oh, you know the disappointing thing? You know how we uh buzz out OSU? Oh yeah. I didn't I didn't plan for that. So yeah. my my apologies everyone. You might hear us say that, but maybe I'll have it figured out by next time. That might be worse than a swear word, dude. Yeah. Well, that was that was the only thing we beeped out. So. Yeah, and I keep forgetting that uh, we actually have, uh, you know, kids and you know high schoolers that actually listen to our program. So I gotta I gotta watch my watch what watch what we say. Yes. We can't. I mean, we can be real, but not real, real. Think of the children. <laughs> exactly. You gotta think about. We gotta think about the kids out there, man. Yes, huh? but, but I, uh, I this has me excited. There's a lot of things to be excited right now, but this has me excited. And, you know, we haven't done it in a while, but, you know, this is the kind of thing that deserves a little bit of flair. Yeah, Woo! but I want to say, let me jump in here. I want to say something. I need, the, fa- the listeners need to know that um, this process, every time we do this, is the longest and it's mostly long for Caleb. He actually goes way out of his way, stays up pretty late um, to get it edited right and sounding good for everybody to enjoy. And he really puts a lot of time into this. So, yeah, I've got to give him props. I give him a tops. But uh, we thank you, man. You do a good job on what you do. And that's why we're pretty successful. So, Oh, thanks, man. You got it. That's all you're getting. Oh, I'm not getting a raise? No, you're not getting a raise. Yeah, we do have a producer somewhere around here running around, but 
They might have went to bed. Yeah, she or he is not here at the moment, so we can say what we want to about him or her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't get raises. We just get maybe maybe a, a thumbs up or a pat on the back, and that's about it. So yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, so this is, should save a lot with the process. We're excited to be doing it. So if anything's a little different this time, we're probably just tripping over ourselves and trying to uh, stay on target with what we're doing with the episode. So. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we've got a lot to talk about with football, uh, this week with Michigan, but, um, want to get to it before we head here into Michigan's bye week. So we will go ahead and transition into the football talk. Don't go anywhere. All right. Well, it was an interesting Saturday evening. Would you not say so, Craig? Yeah. I have uh, one question for you, though, Caleb. Do you like steak? <laughs> I love a good steak, and I think I might know where you're going with this, but please carry well, on. You know, you know who has a really good steak, and that is Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. We're doing, we're doing a little free pitch here. Yeah, I mean, heck, half off. And if, if it, nobody knows, Ruth Christ actually went out of the way to kind of say that depending on how Michigan wins and beats Rutgers, they'll half off their stakes, and which was kind of a bad, bad thing to do. It's exactly what Michigan did. It's a good butt kicking. So, yeah, but. they. It'll be interesting to see how their uh, sales go this week. So, yeah. we might have to do a nice little turnaround or try to pivot back to going. No, no, we didn't mean that. We only meant maybe the first uh, couple seconds <laughs> of the game. So, yeah. Michigan went into New Jersey and laid waste to Rutgers on their home field where the final score was 78 to zero. And I'm, I almost feel like I'm still processing it, uh, especially considering how the game started and then how it finished, uh, because I was a little bit skeptical with, uh, with how things were going to go uh, with the weather and the fact that I think our first three possessions were two punts and uh, fumble. Yeah. Right. So it was, uh, what were your initial reactions or what are you still thinking uh, with the game after everything's been said and done? Well, obviously, on all fronts, I think Michigan, from coaching all the way down to our defense, everything was just clicking. I mean, this is like the first real game where we just said, hey, you know what? Every a- aspect of this of our game and was clicking and doing well. And I think it was interesting, and I don't know if people remember, a couple of years ago, I think this was the game that Darbo dropped that pass, that third down pass 
against the Scarlet Knights that could have, uh, I think, won that game and moved the chains for us. And this was a really good redemption game for him. And, uh, and I don't know if anybody remembers that. That's when Rutgers beat us. So um, at their house, by the way. So this was, wow, you know what? 70, you know, it's a 78 to nothing was just clearly just an amazing game. And I think it was a signature. I think people are getting it wrong. It wasn't a signature game. It was a signature statement out there to the, all of the college football teams out there as Michigan's for real. We've now have the number one defense in the country. I just heard. So this wasn't just like, Oh, a signature win where we're like, Oh, we beat Rutgers. No, it was a statement out there to say Michigan's for real. And when we're clicking, we are pretty much almost impossible to beat. Yeah, that's a very good point to make because Harbaugh always says that. It's just like if we play our A game, uh, we're going to be tough to beat. Uh, so that's uh, they showed it, that's for sure, Saturday night. I do want us to kind of um, break down the game, share thoughts, and just reactions here at the beginning. And then after a little bit, we'll actually go into the uh, number crunch of the stats from the game because there are so many numbers that <laughs> – this might be a whole show for those, man. God. Yeah, there's so much that we can share with this, and I don't know how we're going to do it in our allotted time. But let's kind of just get rolling here. Like I said, at the very beginning, uh, I was even skeptical on how things were going to go because I enjoy when two teams can face off and weather is not a factor. I realize that both teams have to deal with the elements, but I, I'm more one who enjoys a – you know, a fair weather game, but uh, they were playing and conditions were rather sloppy at the beginning and it showed on the field and uh, the weather, I think, calmed down a little bit. It didn't uh, rain through the entirety of the game from what I could tell. It was a little difficult to tell on the TV, but Michigan finally did, uh, was able to get things to click. And I, I was, I was worried at the beginning. Uh, I mean, we, one of our lock it or dump it segments kind of completely went in the dumpster to say the least because yeah. there wasn't a lot of passing in this game uh especially on Rutgers side but even on Michigan side just yeah. uh primarily around the weather conditions but after the first three possessions Michigan got rolling and it was insane to watch to say the very least yeah and definitely obviously from the running game was just sick um just how many this tells you how deep we are at running backs. I mean, we've got four to five great uh I mean, we're not gonna talk, you know, Heisman trophy or anything like that. We got four to five great running backs. And you can tell that he was just switching them in and out again to show what it's about. But first of all, let's let's just say that Tarball really wanted to show that one not only is Michigan for real but uh that Peppers is also for real and that that guy there should be no considering whether he should be in the Heisman race he should be in the Heisman race yeah yes so. absolutely I mean he did an amazing job I mean the stats that we'll get to for him yeah. that punt return that so unfortunately did not count I mean he yeah. was he did not quit and did a spectac uh, spectacular job with that. But then uh, just Michigan 
entirely as a team. This is one of those games where you look at and you're almost like, what could have been done better? Really? Right. I mean, other than the first, like I said, the first three possessions mm-hmm. uh, where Michigan had a slow start and then the unfortunate fumble by uh, Smith. Right. It was it was a great game. And even with our backup players, um, it there's so much to go over. I, I, I don't even really know where to start. I mean, we're going to have to start getting into these numbers because you can't play this break this down uh, play-by-play or possession-by-possession. But Michigan had 11 touchdowns (laughs) in this game. They had that time that they went for two as well, uh, which that was – I mean, I totally didn't even expect that. I missed it. I missed seeing it live because I thought they were just going to kick it, and I turned and looked away at something else. So Um, their place kicker had more points. (laughs) Yes, our place (laughs) kicker had uh, more points than – the Rutgers team did the same amount of uh, completions and things like uh, same number for their completions and everything. But yeah, eleven touchdowns, nine ru- nine of them are rushing TDs. So that's that's great, and and that is a that is a school record, isn't it? Or tied? I believe it's tied. So. Yeah, it was tied. I heard somebody say that yeah. it was it was the record, but I wasn't able to find a site where I could actually confirm anything with that. So it's either right. a record or tied with the it's record. Tied, right. Okay. But yep. I mean, on, I'll start off on the defensive side of the ball. Defense okay. did great. I mean, when you're holding a team to 39 total yards, we, we will then also to mention our locker or dump it. We were seeing if Rutgers was going to get 150 yards. Right. They didn't even break 50. I mean, I just, I was just in shock. I mean, they had a hard enough time getting first downs. But when you have, this is how every possession ended for Rutgers. Punt, 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 fumble, punt, 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 punt. <laughs> How many were were those? Seventeen or uh, I think it was sixteen. I think they 16, had seventeen okay. possessions, and sixteen of those were punts. One was a fumble. They were zero for seventeen for third downs. They did get two first downs, but yeah. they were zero for seventeen. That shot Michigan's third down conversion percentage up for their defense immensely. But yeah. just defense was sound even when Smith fumbled that ball and it gave Rutgers good field position yeah or decent field position the defense just locked down and shut them down and I don't know if there's really anything there's so much to remember from this game I can't remember really anything (laughs) Rutgers biggest play was 12 yards right well it tells you that the defense I mean they were so good that the fact that I th- it was at midway through the third quarters when um, Rutgers actually got into uh, positive yardage. They were in in negative yards till then. That's yeah. when they and they started. That tells you something. That's crazy. Yeah, and then they switched uh, quarterbacks too. But we'll. I mean, we we just got to get into the, the number crunch here because there are so many yeah. numbers to throw in here. If we wait too long, we're not going to be able to get to. Them. All of them, but this was the third largest margin of victory in Michigan's program history. Right. And uh, our offense after this is now fourth 
for scoring offense. Total offense is tied for 34th. Our run offense is 14th. I mean, when you're talking about, what was it, over 400 yards? I have that here somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's not too surprising. Pass offense is lower. I mean, well, again, too, like I said, there weren't a lot of passing yards in this. Uh, barely breaking over 100, and the state wins below 50%. He was 6 for 13, unfortunately. But right. weather, weather definitely contributed to that. Um, so, but the defense, score, uh, like you said, ranked uh, first overall. Scoring defense first, total defense first, run defense is 13th, pass defense is first, just totally shut down. Uh, third down conversion percentage for defense is first. Just best defense in the country statistically. Yeah. And you can't deny it now at this point. Yeah, I mean, this this was the it's you're right there's so much to take a hold of that are in our face right right now that we're trying to take it all in and 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 dissect this and it's really tough to because there's so much here that that's so good that it makes you just go good grief i don't even know where to start i mean six yards of offense and that in the first half of Rutgers game that's crazy i mean that is not since what two calendar years <laughs> since uh i think wake force did that against uh yeah. boston college and of course you know who went, came from boston college don brown but that's crazy i mean that just tells you how all when we're clicking it's amazing how incredibly good this team can be when all those things are going and it makes this is a question i want to throw at you and i'm trying to keep it within the defense but um but you didn't mention how Devion Smith fumbled. Do you think that that's why his carries were low? Um, I think he only had, uh, what, four? How many carries did he have? He had about, uh, yeah, five carries. Did you think that's? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. Kind of, I'm going to go to somebody else because he's had a tendency to do that. He did with Ty Isaac last year where he had the fumbleitis, and I'm wondering if, you know, you don't do that against Dip. Um, uh, Jim Harbaugh team is, you know, you give the ball away, you're giving the team good field position, and it's not, uh, doesn't sit well with him. So, I don't yeah, know. Your I, I think that's possible of what uh, happened that they took Smith off and he was very limited then. I mean, of course, they have to consider the conditions and everything. It was wet out there, but also it wasn't. You're going to have different times where it's necessary and when it's not. I mean, Smith wasn't necessary in this game. Right. We had so many players that did well, and I've got other stats here on some of our running backs. But, yeah, I, I, it it's what Jim has shown in the past, like mm-hmm. you said, with Ty Isaac. So that's kind of how it feels with this. I don't know exactly what maybe his quote-unquote policy would be with if you fumble. Like you're, you don't go back in, you only get so many more tries, or I, I'm I'm not sure, but... Uh, I I do think that was a factor to it. Yeah, it was interesting, you know, to get back to the defense um, when we're dissecting that is <laughs> I saw one of the funniest stats was if somebody really broke it down and said uh, it's, what, 22 inches like, <laughs> per, ga- per, per gain, I guess, 22 inches of yardage. And I just went, you've got to be kidding me. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> I could see somebody breaking that down. It's like a couple Subway sandwiches or something. I don't know. But uh, I thought that was really, really funny. So, 
I went, wow, that's a really cool stat to hear. So, yeah, well, uh, something about more with the Michigan defense, just a few more stats here. I feel like I'm going to be all over the place trying to cover all this, but Michigan have four sacks. That is more, four is more than the number of completions that Rutgers had. And that is more than the number of first downs that Rutgers had. They had two completions and they had two first downs. Their first first down came in the fourth quarter. And actually, you saw, and anybody who was watching on TV uh, should have probably seen when the fans in the stands hugged. Yeah. And you, uh, I, I didn't catch it, but you caught that that was a specific individual in the stands. Yeah, it was Jennifer, Jennifer Coney. It's uh, Rashawn Gary's mom. So uh, that was pretty funny to see her. And I went, no way. And obviously they gave her a hug because they finally got the first uh, first first down in the game. And uh, one of the fans just said, hey, at least we got that. And she was really gracious to give her give them a hug and because she's obviously from that area in New Jersey. And so is Rashawn Gary. But um, it was really good to see that. That was quite uh <laughs> funny and I laughed and thought that was awesome too so yeah I totally wouldn't have caught that that was her um so that was interesting to see she a uh, great woman's so great to talk to so I'm glad that she was able to be there to enjoy that game um but yeah just Rutgers no productivity anywhere I mean in the second half right Michigan put in I don't think a single starter played the second half I don't I don't have the uh proof to back that up but from what I can tell not a single starter played in the second half. I know that second string got in like right away and so and then of course we went to third string as well but they just and they hardly passed the ball too. In the fourth quarter Michigan didn't pass the ball once and I think if I have the numbers right in the third quarter, they only attempted three passes and completed two. They were just running yeah, basically to get the game over with. <laughs> right. And they had their third, fourth string guys in there, third string running backs going. They just had them, heck, they had fullbacks going in. I haven't even really heard of yet. And they're scoring. And it was just like, I think even Harbaugh was like, look, man, I want to end this game, but you're not really stopping any of our guys, even the guys that are benched and not even in the game. So he went deep into his his lineup and, and still Rutgers couldn't uh, stop him. So, I mean, this is the worst loss for Rutgers since the Princeton game back in 1888, 82 to nothing. So that tells you how far back this beatdown gets. So, this isn't about Michigan running up the score. I think Jim Haba definitely took most of took exactly what he could do is, Hey, you know, I'm really diving deep into my lineup to players that don't get a lot of playing time at all. And even they're running on them. So it, this definitely wasn't his fault. He, he just was probably like, this is just getting crazy. And I don't think Rutgers guys were even trying by then. I think they were just, you know, weren't really into it and stopping us anyway. So, yeah, they, there were so many instances where it just looked like they, they did not care. For instance, I mean, those terrible um, instances where you'll see a team where 
they think that somebody's tackled a player and then so all the other defenders are just kind of standing there and then the player breaks the tackle and then they get another 10 yards because everybody else was basically sleeping on the play. Yeah. You saw that happen quite a bit there in the uh, second half. And they almost had that um, that score off that interception and almost got like a little boost yeah. there. But yeah. then that got called back. I, I'll be honest, when I saw that happen, I was just like, oh, you can't be serious. You know, <laughs> this is the chance for the defense. One of the best defenses, if not the best defense in college football to get a shutout and it gets blown like that. Yeah, but Actually, uh, he did say that to my wife. I, I looked over and she goes, "Oh my gosh, he it bounced, you know, bounced off him, and it's a touchdown." I said, "I don't know, man. It, it took a weird bounce. It kind of looked like it ricocheted or did something. I didn't see it. I didn't think it was right off a knee bounce. It just looked went straight up in the air too. So, uh, and when obviously it did ricochet off the ground, hit his knee, and then straight up. So." Yeah, I was a little like, wow, that was a little strange. But then, obviously, I felt bad, but I did. My wife goes, why Why are you wanting it back? I go, I want a goose, goose egg on this game. Yeah. <laughs> She's going, that's so mean. I go, no, it ain't. They, sorry, they, they sort of deserve it after oh. this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, after all that they've done, I mean, they almost got it against Hawaii. Um, yeah. And like we said, if – Spate didn't turn over, give that turnover to Wisconsin. That could have possibly been a shutout. So, yeah, yeah, this it was definitely something that is nice to see that this defense can say that they did at least once this year. I, I don't necessarily think that they're done with some of the opponents that we have coming up, but we'll see how that goes. But total yards, Michigan six hundred yeah. total yards, and Rutgers, like we said, thirty nine. So, um, and then, yeah, just, uh, rush offense. Yeah. It was 481 yards, nine touchdowns, average of 8.6 yards per carry. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Just rushing all over the place. So, and this is, uh, after the game, you know how they put up those little highlights of, you know, the best things accomplished by each team, like they'll put the QBR rating and completions and things like that. Right. The highlights I saw post game for Rutgers was Laviano, the starting quarterback was one for eight for six yards. The backup or the second string quarterback that came in, Allen was one for 10 for negative one yards. <laughs> and then Martin, their rusher, had yeah. 11 rushes for 23 yards. That was over half the team's positive rushing yards. <laughs> Jeez. So that that was like That's... the best positive stats that they could put post-game up for Rutgers. Yeah, when your best, you know, longest offensive play was 12 yards, it's just crazy. Um, what do they say? Uh, six Michigan players had uh, more y- individual yards than all of the records did. that's crazy that's just that tells you well the thing is i mean it it was nuts is anytime they hiked the ball gideon was just shot out of a cannon in a lot of those plays he was just nailing the the quarterback he didn't have time to even pass it off or even throw the ball he was just dominating at the front line 
um, dominating on the defense and just everything was going, just clicking. Uh, I don't even think they wanted to pass. Like you said, it, the conditions weren't good. And I mean, obviously got Stribling and Lewis there and, you know, Peppers and Peppers was getting, hounding them too. He was flying through there. So it was just a nightmare. And, um, it was such a good defensive, uh, uh, start to the game and finish. I mean, it was wonderful to see this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, to stick with a few defensive stats here, uh, you were talking about Gideon, uh, four solo tackles, one assist. He had two tackles for loss for 15, negative 15 yards. Um, Josh medalist, uh, six solo tackles, one for loss of negative four yards. I thought taco did amazing in the first half and I was expecting to see stats, all right. over the place. I saw him do so many great things. And then uh, afterwards, and I'm not like downplaying him or anything, but it's just like he got two tackles and both of them for uh, tackles for loss for negative 15 yards. But I was just like, man, I thought, it, well, first of all, heck yes, he did do a great job. But I was just like, man, I was expecting like all these stats and tackles and tackles for loss. And, uh, and I, it's just crazy that all these guys did so well, but then it was distributed through out the whole team that you know some of these great defenders that we have didn't have bigger numbers because we got so many players in there yeah 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 that was uh he was doing great like you said in the beginning and then you know obviously uh, jim harbaugh started to sit some players which is good it was good to see him doing that and i think it was even the players appreciated that and when they got some playing time so um when you're down to your second uh string fullback and second third string guys and you know i think they really appreciate that so yeah so um Crazy. and then the, i think the final defensive stat that i will give and i will just go ahead and say that i'll label this as the stat of the game mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give out these stats for peppers he had three rushes for 74 yards two touchdowns Two yep. tackles, and oh, oh man! And and he had a touchdown on punt return that was called back. Darn it! Yeah, and he had a tackle, uh, assist for a tackle for a loss. I think. Um, sorry, right. my stats got a little messed up there. But yeah, of course the that punt that caught called back that we mentioned before. But I mean, stat of the game, or I guess you want to say stats of the game, player of the game, however you want to say it. Peppers being a New Jersey boy, yeah, lit it up and did a fantastic job. He was ready for this. Yeah, I think he was ready for this, and I think our Harbaugh was uh, going to let him unleash him on <laughs> Jersey and Rutgers. Uh, obviously, being from that state, uh, he used his Jersey boys um, in that game. You know, Rashawn Gary is, and Kareem Walker is, and. A lot of those guys um, live live in the Jersey area, so um, I think he just said, "Hey, Peppers, go at it, have fun." And man, they used him great. And and man, Peppers came to play, and it was almost like uh, him. I love when he plays angry. He or he's got a smile on his face, but I love when he plays like tough and runs tough. And he is just. We have not seen a player like this probably since Charles Woodson that's just obviously good on both sides of the ball. And he'll probably end up going down probably the top five 
best Michigan football players in history. So, yeah, he's been doing a fantastic job. And sh- hang on a second, there was I saw something. Oh man, I, I don't think I got it. He his numbers right now compared to what Woodson had in ninety for the whole season of ninety seven. Yeah, they're close. Yeah. Yeah, shoot, I don't have them. I lost them. Um, well, but yeah, he's he's had almost he's had two punt returns that he tripped up, or you know that one that called back for a penalty. So if you add those two, you know he would have even better. But uh, yeah, you have to count it. But um, yeah, it's it's insane that players are going to have to watch out for him. And then him and the Wildcat is just it's crazy. They actually he might just be one of those things where I think Jim Harbaugh is going to use him on these games, these tougher games that are coming up. So, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Somebody, somebody pointed that out and uh, was saying how he is going to be the X factor against OSU. Oh, I agree that with him, without him uh, on offense, uh, particularly in the wildcat, there would be a lot of, um, uh, I don't know if I would say fear, but there there would be a disadvantage for our offense. But yeah. seeing what he did, uh, obviously it was against Rutgers, but seeing what he's capable of doing in the Wildcat formation, that brings a new uh, element into things. So that could that could prove very very useful. Uh, just like you said, Craig, for some key games coming up. Yeah, and you know, obviously he's. And in also probably even one of his biggest attributes is when he's in there, he's a distraction to other teams. Like even when Harbaugh doesn't want to use him, they know that they're thinking that he's there. So you don't know whether Peppers is getting the ball or he's just there to distract all the, the rest of the other team. So, and that is just tells you how incredibly good that guy is. And man, every time he gets the ball, something happens and I, I think that Michigan collectively fan base, every time he gets his hands in the ball, we all, I think, sit up in our couches and our chairs and stands and go, <gasps> you know, here it comes. Something's going to happen with him always getting the ball. And that just tells you that's the level of a Heisman winner, a player that, that can, a player that can do that game changer. Uh, he's just uh, talented. He is just on another level than everyone else. Yeah. Totally agree. And uh, to continue here with some other numbers um, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, I wanted to share Spate, 6 for 13. Oh, man, we were saying for a locker dump, I believe, uh, above 65%. We both thought that was going to happen, but the weather conditions really threw a curveball on that. He was 6 for 13, so less than 50%. Right. Um, but then he had, I think, 100 yards even. One mm-hmm. touchdown and uh, threw a long ball, 45 yards. So it's good to see him able to connect with the long ball. I think that was a dart bow, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was or a diving was... kick, Chesson. Oh, yeah. it was Chesson. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't remember and I didn't have it written down. But, okay, well, for uh, the receivers, though, dart had two receptions, 65 yards. Yeah. No receiver had more than two receptions. That's how few passes were thrown right. in this game. And uh, they still then tore it up. 
with yep. rushing the ball, but I'm still shocked that nobody had more than two receptions. But then again, weather conditions. Uh, uh, on to the rushing game, too. I do want to make sure to mention some of this. Uh, Chris, uh, we had two running backs with over 100 yards. Chris Evans, 11 rushes for 153 yards. Kron Higdon, 13 rushes for 114 yards. Uh, right behind him, though, Ty Isaac, 12 rushes for 94 yards. Yeah. And uh, you were saying it, Craig. You were pretty uh, pretty high on how Ty Isaac might be able to play this week. I think I was expecting Smith to do more, uh, but we saw yeah. kind of how things went after the fumble. I, interesting thing, and this is not a a game stat, but I want to mention this. Clid Hill. Yeah. 13 wow. rushes for 21 yeah. yards, and he has seven touchdowns. <laughs> Thir- 13 rushes for 21 yeah. yards, seven <laughs> touchdowns. The most rushing yards he has in one game is nine yards. Yeah. And the longest a, run is four yards. Yes. A, the guy's a beast. The guy's balling. He's almost like guaranteed a touchdown. He is just crazy if you get him near the you know the five yard line the goal line he's almost like a guarantee in getting what death taxes and Khalid Hill scoring I mean it is just he's a strong talented player and he just can find that end zone and it's really tough to stop him so and the very fact is you know seven touchdowns the guy's just just doing it and balling it up and I think he knows this is kind of a statement to those uh, fullbacks or even those you know strong running backs out there that recruiting that you you want to score and you if you're just going to be a blocking fullback yeah Jim Harbaugh is going to use you but he's also going to use you to score for him and then uh the, he certainly did and gosh darn he even had the second string guy in there <laughs> scoring fullback getting in there and scoring so that was pretty cool to see yeah, he is. He's got to be loving it for the lack of attention that fullbacks get in college football now, and all the production that he's getting. He's doing an awesome job, and that's the thing too, where teams are going to expect him to get the ball when we are five yards or less, mm-hmm. and so then that creates perfect opportunity for us to throw something else in there. I mean, I saw we saw that with the Penn State game. I believe, if we're not mistaken, where fake it up the middle with the fullback and then just run it to the outside, and it was wide open. Right. So, yeah, yeah, it's just a great overall rushing game. I mean, Evans, some man, some of those runs were just the whole you know quick step vision and and seeing him like I'm call a little bit of breaking ankles on the defense was. So incredible. That, this kid is going to be so good next year. And uh, Higdon was just great, too. He he balled. And Ty Isaac is one of those guys where, like I said, he is so productive on the outside running. That uh, And Debian Smith is your inside runner. But uh, Ty Isaac is really coming together. And, man, I think Jim Harbaugh is liking what he sees. And, obviously, I like what I see. And this is really, man, we are so deep. With running backs, I don't know who's gonna who's gonna get the ball. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, like we've said before in previous episodes, it could be any player at any given time, and really, it's gonna be who has the hot hand and who has the best productivity. And uh, between this game and last game, 
Ty Isaac has done a fantastic job. I mean, Evans had this game and the Hawaii game, and then um, Higdon uh, this week and last week. Yeah. So, or yeah. was it last week? No, it was the Penn State game, I think. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, fan, uh, I think it's awesome to be able to have that many running backs because then when you have the star running back, which we've discussed before, but I don't know if I mentioned this, you always have to worry about what if he goes down. Right. When you have a slew of running backs at, in your arsenal, you've got your choice. So they're they're all doing a great job. And the line's doing a better job with blocking. They're doing a better job following their blockers and their vision. So good yeah. all around there yeah evans is just uh man when he's in, when he's in his zone and he's sitting and our offensive lines blocking he is just so good at getting an open field and finding that vision to see those holes and man he sure showed it man it, it was so cool to watch higdon and evans kind of this trade-off of uh two guys who similar but uh, higdon's kind of uh Karan higgins got that lower um body he's strong he's kind of a shorter running back but it's good to see him um the more power too than evans but man evans boy he can tear it up when he can man it's really like you said i love seeing multiple running backs as much as i been harping about getting that one running back um you know what it's it seems to be working really well for us yeah for sure and uh like we said with the stats for this game, 481 yards rushing, just yeah. <laughs> uh, so much to be said about the game. But um, something to kind of that I'll mention again, I mean, I, I think everybody has a good perspective about this and everything. This was Rutgers. Rutgers was banged up. We were expecting that this was going to be a good game for Michigan. It was it definitely exceeded everyone's expectations. But – Something that is interesting now that the game has been played, Rutgers has had the unfortunate series of events that this year their schedule had them play three of the top five teams in the country here yep. in their first uh, first six games. I think they played six as well. Um, they played Washington, who is still uh, – yeah. Yeah, this is – oh, they don't have the new AP out. I can't yeah. remember when they come out. But, yeah, Washington was five, Michigan was four, and OSU was two. Mm-hmm. And so they played three of the top five. From those games, they have allowed 184 points and have only put up 13 points. <laughs> so they have had a very rough year, and I don't care what coach you put in there. I mean – Heck, you could put Meyer, Harbaugh, Saban in there with those players that they have, and you're going to have a tough time playing against those opponents with that team that you have. Yeah, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a definitely a, a game where Rutgers is in the rebuilding mode, and they're going to struggle for a long time to get that back up to where they need to get um, their. You know, and the thing is, is this was not only this was a big game, but this is a game that uh, they had a lot of recruits in to uh, look at uh, Rutgers and uh, think this wasn't probably the game that they wanted to, their <laughs> recruits to see. And the very fact is, I think the 
Rutgers band, the band was playing our Victor song was pretty, <laughs> pretty bad. I just went, are you kidding me? No yeah. way. And they did that. And I went, yeah, that's, that, that doesn't look good for the recruits. So, you know, I think it maybe just, <laughs> there you go. It fail horn. Yeah. And yeah, I just said, you know what? We look good, but Rutgers don't. And yeah, it certainly wasn't good, good for them. No, that that was rough. I mean, just like you mentioned, I heard the stuff with the band and then the recruits. It's just epic fail where this is not where you want it to be. I mean, first of all, it's a night game, so you're talking about prime time, and you have this performance. But then, like you said, you have all these recruits there. So with chances being, uh, some people anticipated that some recruits were there basically because Rutgers was playing Michigan. So, right. yeah, it was it was rough for them. Uh, they, Rutgers talked their talk. Uh, their fans did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my but, word. I, I can't even, I don't even know if we can get into that. No, but, hey, we, yeah, go to our Twitter if you want to look into that. But, uh, man, they talked a lot of smack. Yeah. <laughs> and we were part of that, and I just shook my head i go you know what if you don't don't do stuff like that and don't put it out there because it's going to come back in your face and you know the the networking that twitter goes through you'll be amazed on how many people see that (laughs) so um yeah and you know the thing is is you're gonna lose when your average starting field position for michigan was at the 41 yard line and Rutgers was like what 25 i think it was 25 yard line so it's just you're 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 gonna lose, and you're gonna lose pretty badly if that's gonna keep happening. And um, yeah, it, this I th- the thing is, is you know, if it's if we go to what the running backs were able to do, uh, run on them all night, and Jim Harbaugh knew it, so he just did that. But um, the very fact there was a couple things, you know, and I want to talk about Spate for a little bit was um, that pass to Chesson was a beautiful pass, and it was um, a good pass, and in fact. Um, a pass that only Chesson could get, that a speed could get, that he dove, and what an incredible catch that was for him, and uh, obviously in, in terrible weather. But um, uh, that shows you that he has the arm and he has the strength and he has that uh, chemistry with those players. But then he had a couple passes where I would say he had at least seven to eight seconds to throw. Why? And clearly he throws – people's feet you know and open guys and i'm like those are passes you can't miss you can't do it there's just no way you can miss a guy that's wide open and throw it at his feet and there's there's a couple passes where he was doing that but um i'd have to say caleb and you brought this up and it's really a good point is spade is a little bit different than rudock i don't i think rudock's a little bit better on accuracy but i think spade isn't going to get you in trouble with the interceptions. I think he overthrows or he does that on purpose so other players can't get to it. Maybe he thinks about that. Or if our guy ain't going to catch it, then surely the defense ain't going to catch it. So, And I think that's pretty much lends itself to Michigan being even better than I thought they were. Yeah, yeah, I kind of anticipate that, that that 
may have been what was going on and also especially with the conditions going on there he may have been extra careful with that making sure that yeah. he threw it um he was gonna well, throw it somewhere that only the receiver was gonna get it or nobody was gonna get it but uh you saying that um makes me think of something and i wish i thought of this earlier because we're not gonna be able to spend a lot of time on it but i was very i was not surprised that we didn't kick field goals because of the weather but i was surprised that we did not try to give our quarterbacks more experience. Oh, yeah. Um, Even with the bad weather conditions, I expected a little bit more of trying to warm up our other quarterbacks. This, I mean, this, it wouldn't be running up the score. This is why you, in these situations for these games, you put your second string, your third string in. You want them to have game time experience so that when they need to be called upon, it's not the first time that they're throwing the ball down the field in a college football game. Right. And and I know we don't have that. I mean, O'Corn's played before, even uh, Morris has played before, but you need them to be mentally prepared. And this would have been an opportunity that I thought they could have taken advantage of to give them a little bit more game time experience. Then again, like I said, weather, possible factor. But even if the weather was fine, I think they should have done more with the passing game because even with the score, what it was, screw running up the score. Just get your players the experience that they need. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you get uh, corn up there, and you know I think he should have uh, passed a little bit more instead of handing off. I mean, obviously he had a really nice uh, rollout play uh, pass to Khalid Hill for the touchdown, and um, that was a really good play by Corn. He did really, really good with that. So that was really positive to see. But I agree, like some down, down field passes, um, down, you know, some middle of the the field passes to uh, some of your other guys, and um, get you know, warm that arm up, you know, get, uh, get your timing down with the receives in case bait goes down. You know, you need some of those, uh, build up a little bit of chemistry with your quarterbacks or your run uh, receivers too. So, um, yeah, I agree with you there that, uh, maybe they should have done that. Yeah. So I, I would have maybe spent more time on that, but I did want to just make a little mention that I know defensive players got a lot of experience. The, Offensive, uh, basically everyone else got lags. Well, okay, our quarterbacks and our kickers did not get a lot of time this game, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I do agree with you when you said that, man. You know what? It'd be good to get our kickers out there in crummy weather and start, you know, trying to kick field goals or kick uh, extra points, something, you know, that gets some some playing times. But I'm telling you, this is. The only thing that concerns me with this, with with Michigan right now, and you know there there's a few things, but you know this one's very concerning. Is the very fact is you know what happens if you're at the you know the 30 yard line and you have, you have a couple seconds left and you need Allen to kick that field goal in crummy weather to win the game for you. This is these are things that I just uh, worry about that I'm going that might come back to bite us. That special teams has been an issue and it could cost us a really key game. Yeah, well, maybe they could have him go out on the field and they could have the sprinklers on and have him kick. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, man, somebody with a hose just hosing right in the face. I don't know. Do something. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, we're uh, we're cutting on time, and we've got a couple of things that we've got to mention. So I definitely want to jump into we've got to do the uh, score breakdown for the rest of the conference here and um, and mention everything else that happened during the weekend. So, 
Uh, Maryland played Penn State. This was my lock, and I totally flopped. Uh, they kind of let me down. I think Maryland's still better than this, but Maryland was 14. Penn State was 38. Mm. And then uh, Iowa had the close win against Minnesota, 14-7. to uh, Indiana lost to OSU on the road. Uh, they did put up 17 points, though, so it was 17-38. Mm-hmm. And your lock of the week was Purdue, Illinois, and you missed out on that when Purdue, uh, surprisingly enough, in overtime beat Illinois thirty-four a- to thirty-one. <laughs> but then uh, another interesting score was Michigan State fourteen, BYU thirty-one. Yeah! Wow! Yeah! So That's- they're. That's another loss there for the Spartans. It's three in a row, so that's yeah. uh, that's not good. That's uh, but they, you know what? You know we'll obviously get into Michigan State and our, our game coming up with them, but um, yeah, that's it's just not good. I thought Michigan State would at least beat do well against BYU. I actually picked BYU to win that game, but I thought Michigan State would do but much better. But no, they didn't. It was just. Uh, Boy, they got rebuilding. So, yeah, yeah, they've had an interesting year. I'm not sure whether to say if uh, their defense or offense is stronger at this point. It's really kind of tough to say. But uh, and then of course there was the Michigan Rutgers game of 78 to zero. So I will go ahead and say uh, we always talk about the best win, worst loss, and worst loss for the conference. Uh, man, we might be talking about the same game here, but definitely worst cough. Uh, well, worst loss for the conference was Rutgers. Uh, right. I mean, <laughs> no doubt. Anytime you lose a game seventy-eight to zero, that's going to be the worst loss. I mean, we're talking worst loss in college football for the weekend. Yeah. But I mean, that's just uh, not going to spend any time really on it. But that's not a good look for the conference. I understand you're down, but man, you know, that's this is one of the newest members of the conference, and that's the productivity that they're showing on the side of uh, their, for their football team. So that's a little rough. But, uh, Craig, do you have, I mean, yeah, it'd be kind of easy to go with Michigan, so maybe we'll kind of stay, stay away mm-hmm. from that. What might have been, uh, do you think, the best win then? in the conference. Penn State uh, beating Maryland, Iowa beating Minnesota, OSU beating Indiana, Purdue beating Illinois. Um, I think Purdue beating Illinois, that's a good win. I mean, Illinois is not um, not that great of a team, but Purdue's worse, and I think they needed some kind of win. I think their, their record isn't very good at all. In order to build that team up, you know, and, and against Levy Smith. I mean, we're talking about an NFL coach who, you know, who's a defensive-minded coach. And for Purdue to beat out Illinois is really a signature win for them and a really good win for them to get uh, get them their program up and going. So, Yeah, I, I, I was kind of leaning that way, too. And, uh, yeah, it, chances are Hazel, it's going to be his last year, but we'll – kind of wait and see how the season finishes but things have not started very well for them so uh, we will go ahead and transition here into our closing thoughts so don't go anywhere yeah
Okay. All right. So uh, gonna close things out here. Uh, we're pushing on time, but I uh, I did realize kind of in all of this going on that we missed out on doing the winner of the caption this week. We will get that out later this week, as well as a new caption for this week. Uh, so don't worry about that. We will still be doing that. So we will announce the winner, and we will also have a new photo coming out this week. You can be looking forward to that. Um, and we are also going into the bye week, so we will not be doing a preview episode. We will be doing, hopefully, if we can work it out with our schedules, a, another Megacast episode with other yeah. members of the Blue Network. So That was fun. We need to do that. We had a blast. So Yeah, well, I'm, I'm really crossing my fingers and hoping that can happen. Uh, so if that happens, it will either... We'll have an episode coming out either this Thursday or next Tuesday. Uh, we're going to take a break on... Normally we do two episodes each week, but since it's a bye week, we're going to... Somewhere in there, we're going to be kind of taking a night off there with that. But... Mm-hmm. Um, don't miss out on the caption stuff. Uh, we will have the winner announced. And before we close things, want to mention, uh, since we might not, I don't know when the next episode will come out, the game to watch then for this upcoming weekend will be uh, college game day is going there. So obviously if it's a big enough game for college game day, it's going to be a big enough game for uh, the Big Ten Conference. OSU is going to Wisconsin, and it could be a very big matchup and a possible opportunity for Wisconsin to get a big upset win on the Buckeyes. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. That's uh, it's going to be a good game. That's a game I'm going to watch pretty closely because um, that's a remember Buckeyes, man. They're really tough, and I think that's going to be probably in the lost corner for them. I really do. I think Buckeyes are going to be pissed off, and I think they just have such a good team. Their defense is rolling. So, yeah, it's prime time. It's a night game. It's eight o'clock. So, yeah, yep. So, watch for that game. That game is going to be a key game to see how the Buckeyes do um, and how they're rolling, um, and see if uh, Wisconsin can um, exploit some of their weaknesses. Yeah, we will uh, see how that turns out next weekend. So. Um, we will still be doing game, uh, game locks and everything to keep up with that weekly and all that, but we might just be releasing that on social media and, uh, everything like that. So, uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, don't forget, you can always check our website, bluebrothersportscast.com. We're on Twitter and always want to mention the blue network, everything, Michigan football, Facebook group. Great things happening there. Discussions all uh, all the time and uh, just growing more and more throughout the season. So, yep. Yeah. So it, uh, it was interesting to be using this new equipment and I think it went well for a first time. Uh, I want to say trial time, but it wasn't a trial because we just jumped right into it. But uh, yeah, so far so good. So, this is we, really cool. I'm very excited for this, man. Uh, yeah. Used to it. Latest and greatest, man. It's just going to get better week in and week out. Week. Week in and week out. <laughs> can you edit that later? Uh, I I can, but I, I'm going to choose not to because we're we're going to uh, strive for getting 1% better day by day. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah, we're going to flub up now. Now we have this new stuff. I mean, we got to talk correctly and everything. So, ugh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, more pressure. But we appreciate you guys looking at um Wow. I'm See, now you're messing up. You do good all this whole time, and now you're screwing up. You said something, man. You you screwed me over with it. You jinxed <laughs> me or something. So, okay, we thank you for tuning in. We yeah. hope you guys had a great weekend and have a great uh, week here coming up. And Big win for Michigan. You guys, we should all be excited. You know, this is awesome. Michigan's going to be ranked pretty high, I think, and, um, and our defense is number one in the country. So this is a – just great to be a Wolverine fan. Yeah, great time. Great time for yep. Michigan football for sure. And so uh, with that, we will go ahead and finish things off with Go Blue. Go Blue.